sack, let me check that flight at O'Hare. In my glow like a super saiyan with gold hair. We like guys and we sending signs like a road flare. Keep me up on a late night like Colbert. I don't wanna waste time. Can't believe my eyes when I see you on FaceTime. Know you feel the same, cause we both got a great. Hello and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Joining me as I would say as always, but you know, we always seem to never record together. Um my co-host, as always, Brandon Olson. Um, you sound kinda hurt by that. <laughs> you know. You know. Schedules are schedules are schedules. We never record anymore. We never like it's it's always a guest and it's always someone stupid like Matt Barr. Um it'll never be Mike Spencer. <laughs> never. Never. Nope. Hernishan? Imagine nope. trying to say that name. I don't nope. I No Canadians here. <laughs> no Canadians allowed. Um, Build the wall to the north. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> We've been fighting the wrong fight the whole time. Um but yeah, so this was a, an amazing weekend. It's still going on because I'm watching college football right now. But college football week one happened, and uh, that's just it was it was so wonderful to be able to turn my TV on at any time of the day on Saturday and have football. You, you know, like that just it's, it warms my heart. Um, yeah, I, w- I was uh, on Saturday. I was like uploading things to the website, and I was like, okay, I'll go to the gym now, and then. I said it was like 11.45, and I was like, mm, I'm not going to the gym, because the games are about to start, and they never play them at the gym for whatever reason. Get a new gym. But this one's right down the block from my house. That's fair. Um, that's fair. Um, so there's, I mean, and uh, for NFL-wise, there's stuff to talk about, because uh, we the, the rosters are now cut down to 53, um, and there's a lot of, a lot of surprising... Uh, surprising cuts, so we can go straight into that. Um, who is your most surprising cut? The Jakai Polite cut absolutely floored me. Duh, yeah. I, I get all the issues he's had off the field. It's just a third round pick a few months ago. Cutting him this early, just I don't. I get. I get like that. He's been kind of a d bag off the field, and he has over a hundred thousand. He's not too polite. Fines. I'm looking for a new co-host. <laughs> um, Jesus, Dylan, I hate you. No, you don't. Uh, um, it it kind of just seems really early to give up on a guy that, for me, so I didn't like that pick at all. Or that cut at all. That cut? Um, Sua Cravens got cut from Denver. Uh, Brandon Marshall got cut from o- Oakland. I almost said Oklahoma. Uh, Tease Tabor from Detroit. Tease Tabor, um, which like is both is and isn't surprising. Uh, kind of like Lashawn McCoy getting cut. It's like something that I wasn't really too surprised about. Um, but I think Tease could uh could did he sign with anyone? I I haven't seen him sign with anybody yet. With that one, it's again it's just giving up on a guy that's young. He was drafted two years ago in the second round. I don't know. It's just I'm a big like stick with your first, second, third round picks for basically their rookie contract or at least a few years. Like give them time, of consistent playing time. Yeah, like give them time to develop. A uh, tease was always able to play. He just had a little bit of a rough, uh, rough start. Uh, Jazz Ferguson, who I thought did pretty well, 
I thought he earned a earned a roster spot, um, but he ended up getting cut and sent to the uh, sent to the the practice squad. Uh, the Saints cutting the three. Uh, like it was a little. No, yeah, no, he wasn't the three UDFAs that everyone kind of fell in love with. Uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Emmanuel Butler, and Divine Ozigbo. Um, luckily, they're all back. Uh, they, they, yeah, they cut Alizé Mack, too, which wasn't really surprising. Um, but he was still a draft pick this year, already cut. He just didn't get time to play, and he just couldn't pick up the uh, pick up the playbook. But uh, the Divine, Emmanuel Butler, and Lil Jordan Humphrey... We, I, I myself am shocked that uh, that those none of none of those three made it. I thought it was going to be Divine was going to be uh, running back three, and then either Humphrey or Butler would make it as a wide receiver because we don't have that many um, in New Orleans. But uh, you know, none of them made it, and that was just kind of shocking. Uh, and not only cuts happened that day, but we'll, there was also a couple trades. Yeah, Jadavion. Oh my God, the Houston Texans are so frustrating. Um, they traded Jadavion Clowney to the Seahawks for basically nothing. Um, what a terrible which, move by their GM. Which, by the way, now the Seahawks just trade. added Jadavion Clowney and Ja'Kai Polite. So <laughs> if they can get him on the field... If they can get polite on the field, that's it's ridiculous because he was still first round talent on film. Mm-hmm. He was just an undraftable grade <laughs> off the field. And then Houston also traded for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills, gave up a couple first round picks, gave up a, just a bunch of picks in general. That was a good move and, uh, by them, though. Yeah, I think that was a great move by them. I think Miami is idiotic for it. And I get that Houston had to trade. Jadavion Clowney in order to afford the extension they're going to give Laramie Tunsil. But, uh, yeah, man, Miami, just, I don't understand that move at all. I get wanting to blow it all up, but you've got a 25-year-old franchise left tackle on roster. And the Browns used to get a bunch of picks, too, and they ended up with guys like Johnny Manziel, Brandon Whedon, and, I don't know, like 17 other first-round picks that didn't make it past their rookie deal. So besides uh, that, that, that kind of like wraps up anything that happened in the NFL. But uh, moving on to college football, there a whole lot happened because it was week one. Um, and so we mentioned in the last episode we are going to be doing a pick 'em each week, like ten games, and then we're going to see how we uh, how we look at the end of the uh, end of the year. So uh, we have the results for week one, obviously, because all the games that we talked about have been, have been played. Um, so I mean, we can go game by game. Uh, I'll start off. Uh, Florida versus Boise State. Um, the spread was Florida State. Don't that, get it twisted. What did I s- oh yeah, uh, yeah. Went to Florida. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> spread. Uh, the spread was Florida State uh, minus four and a half, and I chose to ride with Florida State to me- uh, to annoy Brandon, and Brandon went Boise State, and Brandon won that one. Yeah, no, that was. That one I actually thought Boise State was going to win, but at the same time I realized I couldn't go Florida State anyway. Uh, their quarterback did great. Yeah, that's fine, but I was not willing to pick Florida State. That's, no, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about Boise State. Oh, Boise State, the true freshman? Yeah. yeah. It's a god. 
I mean, it is against Florida State, who has had quite a fall from grace. Um, second off, we had uh, Toledo versus Kentucky. The spread was Kentucky minus 11.5. We agreed uh, that Kentucky was going to cover, and they did. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about this one later on in a later segment, so I'm not going to go too into it. But, uh, yeah, that one was expected. Number 16 versus number 11, Oregon. Uh, the spread was Auburn minus 3.5. We thought Oregon was going to get it, um, and we were both wrong. Uh, Auburn won uh, in the most stupid way possible. Uh, they are the luckiest team in college football. I'm just going to say that. Always. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about that game, too, in a little bit. <laughs> um, a game we're not going to talk about a little bit later, uh, at least I don't think. Uh, Houston versus Oklahoma. Uh, the spread was Oklahoma minus 23, and the game went exactly how I thought. A uh, It was a shootout, um, and the uh, Houston covered. They didn't, uh, they didn't win the game. But they lost by less by uh, less than twenty three points, which I think would happen. <laughs> oh my god! By less you than twenty three points. You sound points. like the Rock in the game plan when he can see <laughs> cinnamon. <laughs> but the rebels take the magic. <laughs> what a random, random reference <laughs> to reference the game plan in twenty nineteen. That's right. We here taking it back. <laughs> um, I won that one. Uh, Oregon. Um, Brandon. <laughs> Jesus, Dylan. Lay off the sauce. I just got off of work. Um, Brandon picked Oklahoma for that one and lost because Houston is a bunch of gods. Derek King is a short king. Are they a bunch of gods or did Jalen Hurts get six touchdowns versus them? I mean, I neither of the defenses were very good. But the offenses were great, which is what I expected to happen. I didn't expect them to be able to stop Jalen Hurts, but I thought that Derek King, Derek King would do enough to not lose by 23 points, which is what happened. That's fair. Whatever. I hate you. Uh, Miami versus Iowa. The spread was Iowa minus 21.5. We both thought Iowa was going to do it, and they did it uh, behind Nate Stanley, which is a game we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, Georgia Southern versus LSU. LSU uh, was minus 27.5, which is an absurd amount of points. Uh, but they did it with ease, um, which is a game we're going to talk about a little bit earlier, uh, a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about this one um, a little while ago. <laughs> um, Brandon cho- picked Georgia Southern to cover. Which, uh, because he thought the uh, triple option was going to destroy LSU's defense. Um, I did not say that. I just said that SEC defenses tend to struggle versus the triple option. And you know who didn't struggle versus the triple option? Your mother. LSU. <laughs> My mother would struggle against a triple option offense. She is one woman. And yeah, that is 11 men. She can make it happen. Eastern Washington <laughs> versus Washington. Um... The spread was Washington minus 21. We both uh, predicted, uh, we went with the spread on that one, and we both won. Uh, Northern Iowa yeah, versus... this one was easy money. Yeah, I mean, East, Eastern Washington. Um, Northern Iowa versus Iowa State. 
the spread was Iowa State minus 18 and a half. This is a game that I thought was going to be a lot closer, um, and it went to triple overtime. Uh, and so uh, if you can do math, that means Northern Iowa covered. They didn't win. They almost did. They didn't win. Uh, which, I, you know, these group of five schools uh, need to start going for two-point conversions in the, in the, in the overtime. They need to start, they don't, don't kick field goals. Go for their throat. Um, that's all I have to say about that one. Uh, Will McElvain, the quarterback for Northern Iowa, was just insane in overtime. I don't know if you watched the game. Oh, yeah, no, I did. I was at work, but I still watched it. Yeah, he's just, he ran in the backfield for like 15 <laughs> seconds, just heaved into the corner. There's a wide-open receiver. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, yeah, that game, uh, Iowa State, you know, didn't look like the 20, 21st best team in the country. Northern Iowa, like I said, I thought I, I, I thought it was going to be a close one, and it was. Missouri versus Wyoming. Uh, we both thought Missouri uh, minus 18 was the way to go, and it wasn't. We both lost ne- that one. Never forget, I put this game in, and I said, I put it here because I felt it was very disrespectful <laughs> to Missouri to only be 18-point favorites. <laughs> I did and forget that. lost by six. Um, and then this one, which hurt me, hurt me dearly, Oklahoma State versus Oregon State. Oklahoma State minus 14. Um, I was so close to getting this one. They lost by 16 points. You know, that's close. That's close. I was two it's points close. away. It's just not close enough, so that yeah. sucks. Um, something I didn't ask you, I forget to ask you about. Um, say that they won... They lost by exactly 14 points. Who wins in that situation? Uh, nobody. We'd push it, I guess. That'd be a push. Okay. Um, well, uh, so Brandon went with Oklahoma State to, to cover that time, and they did. Um, so if that uh, if, you, if you've been doing the math along the way, uh, that would leave me at six and four, and Brandon at five and five, because I am a god at predicting football games. Wow, that's against the spread. You're going to hell now. Um, little G, I'm a little G god at uh at, at picking uh football games against the spread. Uh, six and four is not great, but it is better than five and five. And all I want to do is be better than Brandon at this, so I'll take it. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Go fuck yourself. Are you gonna? Are, can we expect a, bou- a bounce back performance from you next next week? Um, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good at gambling. That's why I stopped doing it. Um, I mean, I never did it because it's illegal in New York. Same. Um, Except I actually haven't. It is it is illegal against in Louisiana, which it shouldn't be. Um, because in the past vote. We voted to legalize it because we want money, and they still didn't. So that's the most idiotic thing ever. <laughs> yeah, the public voted for it, like heavily for it, and then they were like, "Nah, I'm good." You guys want to legalize it? Yeah, all right, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go. like why would why put it on the ballot if you're <laughs> not gonna listen? There's um, definitely one guy's just like, "Put it there, prove a point." They're not gonna do it. I and mean, then it happened. I'm going to cut this out, but I just want to say our president lost the popular vote and they still elected him, so... Um, You could keep that in, because that's a fucking fact. (laughs) um, 
so yeah, that's the spread update six and four, five and five. Um, let's go. I'm excited for next week to uh, expand my lead. And uh, yeah, I think I think uh, going into this week, I'll pick five games. You'll pick five games. Yeah, and that makes we'll sense. Figure out the spread that way. Yeah. So it's not just me putting it and then you not having a say if you, whether or not you want to bet on them. That's fair. Um, all right, so we can move on uh, Move on to the last part of this episode. Uh, second to last part. Second to last part of this episode. If we do have a mailbag. Uh, second, second to last part of this episode, um, it is we are each going to give you three players that uh, their draft stock went up or down. This doesn't have to be from this draft. Um, a lot of them will be because those are the people I'm... I mean, at least for me, because those are the people I'm watching the most. Um, but yeah, uh, the first person I have is uh, running back Zach Moss out of Utah. Um, I knew this this guy was good, but like he he put himself out there on like a national stage and just ran through uh, BYU. It was disgusting. He went 29 carries for 187 yards and a touchdown. He looked like any time that he was. He touched the ball. He was, it was like guaranteed that he was gonna get like ten yards. Yeah, Moss, Zach Moss. Yeah, impressed. Really looking forward to seeing him at the Senior Bowl this year because uh, I expect he'll get an invite. Oh yeah, he better. I mean, he, he like this is a stacked halfback class, and it's a name that going into this week you didn't really hear anyone talk about, but now I feel like he's eyes are gonna be on him every week now. Yeah, he's gonna be and rightfully so one of, if not the top back in the Big Twelve in the Pac Twelve. So uh, it's either him or you know Benjamin. Down. Apparently, I hate workhorses, according to you. Um, I mean, you do. No, go fuck yourself. Um, I should I mean, stop just saying that as freely <laughs> as I am. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're from New York. What what do people expect from you? I'm not gonna insult you and where you're from. Uh, so let's not do this, okay? Because I will win that one. Uh, <laughs> the player, that, or the first player that I chose for his stock up is Nathan Stanley, the quarterback from Iowa. Uh, he was efficient with the ball. He, aside from a couple of sacks, he would have had much better rushing stats because for some reason in college, sacks deduct your rushing total, which is stupid. They, yeah, it's I don't I don't like that, but I mean it's it's true. It does. Yeah, but uh, he's very efficient. He protected the ball, managed the game, and he led Iowa to cover the spread and win by 24-38-14. And his, he doesn't have TJ Hawkinson and Noah fan. He doesn't have two first-round uh, pass catchers there this year. <laughs> um, let's see. So the next guy I had was uh, wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins out of Oregon State. Um, this is a team, like, everyone, they're, like, a, the laughing stock of the Pac-12, um, which is hard to, hard to be, uh, I mean, yeah, because they have UCLA in there, and that team, yikes, um, but no one really expects much from Oregon State, and Jamar Jefferson did really well, but Artavis Pierce, nine catches, 170 yards, two touchdowns, um, if the ball was going in his direction, he was gonna end up coming down with it and torching you for 20 yards every time at least um and yeah so i mean 
and he doesn't have a great quarterback throwing to him. Um, sorry, but uh, don't think he's going to be drafted this year. Yeah, actually, in the Oregon State and Oklahoma State game, I was expecting a lot more passing production from them. Uh, but even Oklahoma State, it was just Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. He had like 200 yards and three touchdowns. So uh, that's why. But I just figured it was going to be a, a high-octane passing game, but it really wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I mean, Tylen Wallace showed up. But he did exactly as I expected him to be, to do. Uh, that was a fun game to watch. It was close. Um, and Oklahoma State's quarterback is a dude to to keep an eye on because he's a he was a true freshman I think and he did really really well yeah I can't wait to see that in a couple years because of course I have the big 12 and I don't think it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to leave here anytime soon um, <laughs> I'm a prisoner in the big 12 uh, yeah um, just I mean Spencer Sanders uh true freshman uh in on ESPN's thing of like out of 100, how much you helped your team win, basically, QB rating, he had a 96.5, which is is very good. Yeah, uh, put it in perspective, Riley Neal for Vanderbilt had Um, (laughs) (laughs) 11.1. Sorry, I just had that one in front of me. Um, Now, the next player that I'm saying his stock went up is Andrew Thomas, an offensive lineman from Georgia. Really paved the way for... uh, DeAndre Swift to just do whatever he wanted. Up. Yeah, tear up Vanderbilt. And there were even plays where Andrew Thomas basically went into 40-yard dash mode to catch up and then make a big block. So uh, definitely looking forward to watching more Andrew Thomas this year. Yeah, he's. I think he's the best tackle in the class, isn't he? Is he not? Uh, yeah, no, I'd definitely say so. Um. I remember a couple a couple mocks having uh, Andrew Thomas go to the Giants, and I bet you would be happy with that. Oh my God, I'd be, I would cry, <laughs> cry tears of joy. So it's definitely not going to happen if it if it makes Giants fans happy. Not. No, they're drafting uh, Jake Fromm. Uh, with Riley Neal, sixth overall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So moving on to the last guy, I had his stock go up. Um, good old Joe Burrow out of LSU. Um, God, he just, I mean, his, he, the, the competition was not that high, but by halftime, he had 23, he was 23 of 27, 278 yards and five touchdowns by ha- by halftime. That's insane. Um, yeah, if you had told me two years ago that LSU would be, LSU would be running a spread offense, um... I would have laughed in your face because uh, it's it's what everyone's everyone's wanted them to update their offense and become uh, a more modern offense, and they finally did it, and it, uh, it proved to suit our players very well. Joe Burrow said that uh, it's what he's been playing since like junior year of high school. It was a spread offense, so no, it was like junior of it was it was like very early on in his life. That's what he's been playing and practicing in. Um, so he fits well into it. Um, and, uh, isn't, yeah. he also, uh, isn't he also an Ohio State transfer? Yeah, he is. So he was playing behind Urban Meyer's spread for a while. Oh, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, practicing Urban Meyer's spread for a while. Yeah, he was behind uh, JT Barrett 
and Dwayne Haskins. And uh, if the you know, if there's one one thing I learned is that if you go to your if you you need to go to one school and then transfer away and then you'll become a god. Because uh, that's not what, if your name's Tate Martell. Unless uh. Tate Martell, no, he's a wide receiver. Remember? <laughs> oh man, poor Tate Martell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> is, uh, is it poor Tate Martell though? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Jer Burrow uh, shot up my boards because uh, I'm an, I mean I'm an LSU fan, but I didn't have him very high up in like a draft like a like a he could he could I could see a team taking him in the third round. I have not watched that game yet, so I'm not gonna. He, make his any passes are clean. I've I saw a few highlight plays, but it's like I need to see all the plays to be able to truly evaluate it. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm not gonna say much about that but when i did watch him before the season uh he did impress me more than i thought he would so i I will give him that uh i think right now i had him at like quarterback eight or nine um yeah but i do have i have him above felipe franks i mean i do too uh i just think felipe is gonna be better in in the long run i think felipe will be better um but Sam Ellinger is my last stock-up player. And uh, he is just... Now that he's healthy this year, because last year he really wasn't, and you could tell when he was throwing the ball, now his passes look crisp. He's a great decision-maker, incredibly efficient with the ball, always has been. Uh, according to ESPN, he ran for 276 yards. Uh, in actuality, it was 34. Uh <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! And um, and you know he. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Joe Burrow face off this weekend. That is going to be an incredible game. Oh yeah, they do play this weekend. Yeah, I've been nervous about it. I'm very um, dude. The the smack talk has been uh, running rampant. Uh, already on on LSU Twitter. Yeah, even uh. I forgot which Texas player it was, but he was wearing a shirt that said there's only one DBU. Was it the guy and, that uh, celebrated breaking up a pass whenever he, whenever it was a completion? And the guy ran I, away from him while he was celebrating? I don't remember. I just saw a picture of him, like, stretching, and it said there's only one DBU. And, uh, and someone was just like, Texas hasn't had a first-round DB in, like, seven years or something like that. <laughs> What did uh? What did Kay- I forgot exactly what Caleb on Chason said, but he uh, he said something about uh, he said something about uh, Sam Ellinger. I know, but I'm looking forward to their collisions that are definitely going to happen this weekend. Oh my god, dude! Okay, so we talked about Caleb on Chason. Uh, this is okay. He's gonna he looked good. I don't want this to become uh, LSU versus Texas preview. Um, cause that's gonna actually that's for, happen. That's for later this weekend. Yeah, it's for later this <laughs> weekend. Later this week. But, uh, yeah, Caleb, just so I can round it out, Caleb on Jason said, uh, I don't find him too much of a threat, uh, too much of a threat. That's not a shot at him. He just uses his legs more than his arm. About, uh, Sam Ellinger. Well, we'll see about that. Now that he's healthier, his shoulders really jacked up last year. He got surgery on it. He's feeling mm-hmm. good. He's looking like a real threat passing the ball, so we'll see. Um, it was a very interesting, uh, very interesting 
comment that not, not very many people are happy about. Uh, kind of wish he wouldn't have said that. Um, let's see. And now... Stock down time. Stock down time. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Um, wow, we're really in the uh, the Big Ten for the first four of these. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Ten sucks. <laughs> that's, not, that's all I gotta say. There's uh, not a lot coming out of it. Uh, my first one um, is gonna be... Uh, I know Brandon's happy about this guy being uh, upsetting. Uh, it's Brian Lewerke. Um I just don't see the appeal of him being uh, uh, as, a, as, a, as a draft prospect. I know uh, Michigan State uh, switched up their offense this year, and it did not work out because uh, they only put up 28 points on Tulsa. And uh, Brian Lewerke uh, was 21 for 30, uh, 21 of 37 uh, for 192 and a touchdown, which isn't like a completely terrible game, but you want more out of your team versus Tulsa. Um, yeah, and uh, only one offensive touchdown for Michigan State that game. They had a defensive touchdown and a safety, and then they had four field goals. So uh, uh-huh. it was not the offense at all. And Brian Lewerke didn't impress me in the summer when I watched him. He didn't impress me this game versus Tulsa. But uh, the only reason that I'm trying to look at him in a more positive light is because Jim Nagy, the director of the Senior Bowl, literally, like, he told me that Brian Lewerke is someone that NFL scouts like, whether or not, like, media scouts will. So I'm trying to be optimistic when watching Brian Lewerke, but it's just not there for me. Pre-snap, during the snap, it's it's not good for me. All right, and we can move on to your next uh Stock down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Hernishan, this one's directly at you. <laughs> because this is your one of your guys, Raheem Blackshear. Why is he <laughs> so much better as a wide receiver than a running back? Because <laughs> he, that's, not that was, that's one of the least productive games I've seen as a runner. Ever. He had almost as many catches as he did carries. <laughs> And he had about four times as many receiving yards than he did rushing. Um, not to mention that uh, Isaiah Pacheco or Pacheco, who was definitely their best player, yeah, had four touchdowns, and Blackshear had one in his receiving. Uh, so I'm gonna fight you about that. Actually, I would, but we're gonna have a wall from Canada, so I can't. But you're lucky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go chug a beer. Um, he didn't even fucking do that for the anniversary. I just realized what, oh, a, what a piece of shit. What, a, what an awful human. Um, let's kill him. Oh. <laughs> no, he's in Canada. We can't get to him. Um, but, <laughs> if if Trump wants to nuke hurricanes, we can nuke Mike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the quote at the, <laughs> the beginning of the episode. <laughs> um. So, uh, another guy that uh, our Big Ten guys seem to like but did not show up, uh, Reggie Corbin, uh, running back out of Illinois. Um, yeah, what, what, was his, what was his game versus Akron? Uh, he, he got six rushes for 36 yards and a touchdown. 20, 23 of those 36 yards came on one play, to give you an idea. So, yeah. Um, this is a team, Illinois is a team that ran 46 times that game, uh, and Reggie Corbin was only for six of them. 
they had like 17 people carry the ball this game. <laughs> I don't get it. The most carries was eight, and they had 46 carries. Um, I, uh, I don't running back this. by committee. I thought his name was Rayvon Boner, and I wanted to draft him. <laughs> There's a guy, That's... Rayvon Bonner. I know, but it's so off topic. <laughs> Uh, I will point out that Reggie Corbin did get hurt. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, so that's even more stock down. I oh, so. yeah. Um, <laughs> and Reggie Corbin got hurt, so, yeah. No, he's really made of glass. Um, <laughs> the next player for me that... Uh, I'm definitely cutting that down. together so it, so it sounds like I know <laughs> that he got hurt. No, yeah, no, please do that. Um, the player for me that had his stock drop is not draft eligible yet, but it's Adrian Martinez, the quarterback for Nebraska. I feel like he had a lot of hype coming into this year. And uh, I don't know, he just, he seemed really tentative and conservative for me. What are you doing in the background? I wasn't doing anything. I hear someone, it sounds like someone's like rubbing their leg or whatever, whatever. Uh, um, no, there's no one in this room with me either, no, so. No. Well, then there's just a devil between us right now. <laughs> so his um, name is Mike. jesus oh man all right gonna get back into this now um yeah adrian martinez he uh i was flipping between a couple games so what i did see from adrian martinez i was not impressed with uh there was one play where he ran backwards uh well the snap went over his head and he kind of just ran around and i really don't get why he didn't try to throw it away he was trying to like make a play with his legs like 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And then he just got tackled for a huge loss. So I really don't get why he wasn't... I didn't just chuck it downfield or something. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Not he, everyone he looks, is Justin Herbert. He looks like... Well, <laughs> um, he looks like a young quarterback. So I'm hoping that he'll improve. Uh, he was a Heisman... He was a Heisman favorite or one of Hopeful. the Heisman favorites. I don't. I mean, he was like third on like the betting site that I looked at when I was writing my article. Well, yeah, um, dual threat quarterbacks tend to do that. Yeah, and then he just wasn't that. Um, he had six rushing yards. He was a, so. a zero threat. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he's a threat to his own team. That's it. Um, moving on from him, uh, another uh, another player that uh, another running back. That uh, we have people that would whole nine sports uh, like that didn't do anything. Um, it's me, Larry Roundtree the <laughs> third. Uh, Fifteen carries, forty-one yards, um, and a touchdown. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the math real quick because it's average of two two point seven, but fifteen of them came from uh, fourteen of them came from one run. Forty-one minus fourteen. It, yikes. Uh, yeah, I know it's fourteen for twenty-seven. Definitely. Yeah. He averaged 1.9 yards a carry, minus his longest run, uh, yeah. which is not ideal. Um, Kelly Bryant almost had that in factoring in sacks. Yeah, that's, that's rough, actually, <laughs> uh, when you put it that way. Um, I don't want to speak about this game because I love Larry Roundtree, and I, I will not stand for the slander. So I'm going to just move on and... <laughs> My stock down is actually going to Justin Herbert. Uh, I know a lot of the collapse was the 
second half play calling for Oregon that they were just incredibly conservative. I'm mainly bringing this up just so I could talk about that last play. 35 yards from the end zone, and Justin Herbert threw like 50. I don't know what was going through his mind, but he almost killed someone in the nosebleeds up there when he threw that ball. I don't know what happened, but that was the most anticlimactic end of a game I've ever seen. Also, why did Auburn kick the PAT? They were up five. Why would you kick a PAT to go up six and instead of just going for two and then being up seven? So if Oregon scored a touchdown, you'd go into overtime. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I hate I hate everything. I just hate life. Basically. Um, yeah, so uh, I think that... Yeah, I think that's that our do- stock up, stock think, I think that's our stock, up, stock down uh, for college football this week. Uh, so moving on to the last segment of the night, uh, mailbag, uh, we got a couple questions in, uh, two of them from, uh, our Canadian friend, uh, ew, friend, uh, Canadian, uh, coworker, you employee for you. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to reintroduce that cause I'm just losing my mind. Um, Thanks to everyone who sent in a mailbag question, uh, because, you know, we like uh, having interaction. Uh, if we didn't talk about it, it's probably because we talked about it earlier, uh, incorporated into the episode or saving it for another episode. Um, and so, uh, we have four questions I think we're going to talk about. Three, really. Um, the first one coming in from, uh, Mike Hernition, uh, least impressive Power 5 team. We can go with yours uh, first. This one's easy for me. It's Kentucky. Um, I know we were both talking about them, saying that they covered the spread, which we expected, but I expected them to win by a lot more. And, uh, yeah, that was just not impressive at all. I was watching that game primarily, and before Mitch Guadagni oh got hurt, God. the quarterback... What the hell? <laughs> I just saw a very bad Q- Q- QBR. Uh. Um, before Mitch Guadagni got hurt for Toledo, uh, are you talking about Carter Bradley's QBR? Nope. Uh, okay. What's his QBR? Uh, 4.7. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, this is not that bad, but it's still bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, before Mitch Guadagni got hurt, this game was a lot closer. And then a late hit that was also a targeting hit uh, took Guadagni out of the game. And Gus Bradley's son, so defensive coordinator for the Chargers, his son is the backup for Toledo, and he did not play tremendous. Uh, one pick that wasn't his fault. It was tipped up by the receiver, and then a DB picked it. But, uh, yeah, once one day and he got hurt, this game's pretty much over. And Kentucky really looked bad the first half. They should have won this game by a lot more. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I was going to go South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, South Carolina versus North Carolina. But, I mean, North Carolina, I think that that game was more about North Carolina surprising me um, than South Carolina. I mean, obviously, you want to beat North Carolina if you're South Carolina. Uh, not not too good looking good for the uh, SEC, but I think I'm going to go with UCLA. Um, I mean, the games, I mean, I didn't expect them to be good, but it's the least impressive Power 5 team. And uh, UCLA, and UCLA definitely uh, chips in with that. Uh, get it? Chip, chips in? Chip Chip Kelly. So I'm looking um, for, for a new uh, co-host. Um, <laughs> Dorian Thompson Robinson, eight for twenty-six with 156 yards, 
two touchdowns and two interceptions with a 5.9 QB rating. Um, and 10 carries for negative 20 yards, which, of course, sacks include. Uh, those are only two yeah. sacks in that. Yeah. I so <laughs> I don't know what happened. They, they got, he got sacked twice and still ended up with 10 carries for minus 20 yards. Because uh, I saw that and was wondering that uh, about my uh, wondering that wondering about that myself. Um, did Theo Howard not play this game? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I, I mean, cause, I, didn't, I didn't see him get targeted at all. Um, which uh, Theo Howard did he sit out? Um, I don't. I don't think he sat out. Oh uh, no, he he's injured. I think. Um. Yeah, he didn't play. I don't think. He didn't say that he sat out, but he was held out of practice a couple of days beforehand, or like earlier this. No, no, I don't know. That was earlier this month. Yeah, Theo Howard, I think played. He just didn't do anything. Sat on the bench, dressed in full pads. Okay, cool. Um, that answers my question. Yes, says he's reduced to a spectator role. Okay, um, which we did, which a lot of teams had a lot of that for week one. Um, yeah, that's actually another thing to point out real quick with Kentucky. Their players, they had like seven players cramp up in just the first half alone. They were totally not conditioned for this game. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, I think that does it for that question. Um... Brandon, you know the next one? Uh, oh, for the next one? Yeah. Uh, that No, Chris King, I'm not impressed with your fantasy team. In fact, I think it sucks, especially. I think you're going to finish in last place. Um, but it's for charity, so I'll be nicer than I want to be. <laughs> um, um, most pleasantly surprising charity, team. Suck. Um, uh, happy, happy question. Most pleasantly yay. surprising team. Uh, That's from Mike Kernishan. And uh, for me, uh, that is going to be Arizona State. Um, that's a t- like, and he mentioned in this game which team could end up with nine, nine wins. And Arizona State, uh, I was really happy with their performance. I mean, they beat Kent State thirty to seven, which Arizona State. Uh, that's not the typical powerhouse that you would want to destroy teams. But and I guess thirty to seven isn't like de- complete domination but it was very good Jaden Daniels showed up and did very well Eno Benjamin is arguably the best back in in the Pac-12 as we talked about earlier um that's a team I'm looking at their raw at their their uh their schedule and I can see them beating they're gonna beat Sacramento State uh I could see them beating Michigan State you see them beating California beating UCLA USC now that JT Daniels is out um, I could see them beating Oregon State. I could see them beating Arizona. That's a team that I think is going to do a lot better than uh, than people gave them credit for. Yeah, um, the team I'm going to roll with is Maryland. Was or at least this week, I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, <laughs> I know that they played Howard, but seventy nine nothing is impressive no matter who you play. Um, that was just. Pure That's domination. the score of what it would probably be with my mom versus a triple option uh, on <laughs> Dolphins. It, it might be. <laughs> but it's just Josh Jackson, uh, the transfer from Virginia Tech. Uh, he played pretty damn well. And then I just want to point out that Maryland had a player die last year, I think it was, from heat exhaustion. 
And Sports Illustrated tweeted, uh, "Wow, he wore number seventy nine, and he died last year, and they and they won seventy nine zero. What a great way to honor him. He died because the Maryland coaching staff didn't take care of him properly." when he had like a heat stroke and then he died because of that so it's not the best choice sports illustrated i just want to point that out and i saw them get shit on twitter for that yeah it was a very rough one maybe i guess they probably forgot how he died i don't know i mean you're sports illustrated you shouldn't forget things like that yeah i mean if in of all of the sports illustrations i hate you they should be they themselves, they do a lot, a lot more like I don't know journalism. Because um, I mean, you know, Buzzfeed's not doing that. You're the worst. <laughs> um, rookie, you're most excited. Did, did you, wait, did you give a team? No, I did not read it. <laughs> no, did you give it? You didn't give a team. Maryland, dude. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> oh my just god. Spoke about them. Um, <laughs> Rookie, you're most excited to see. Uh, that one's from Ross Jackson. This is um, in the NFL. Um, you know, a guy. He hosts a podcast himself. I should listen to it sometime. Mm. <laughs> the Saints fans would hate it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Rookie, you're most excited to see. To oh, my God. Rookie, you're most excited to see with their, uh, with their team. Um... I'll go Kyler Murray, the easy option, easy option, uh, or Marquise Brown if you want to be slightly less obvious. Just two like speedsters that have uh, very like blazing uh, game uh, play types, play styles um, that it should be really fun to see. And Marquise Brown is probably going to lead that team in in targets. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with another two rookies, but. Both of mine are going to be defensive. Uh, I'm going with first the homer pick of Julian Love for the Giants. Uh, he was a corner in Notre Dame, and he's playing safety for the Giants now. I'm, I'm more interested just seeing how that's going to play out with his transition. Uh, he looked a little rough at the start of the preseason. Improved week by week, but we'll see how he does at the end. And then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for the Saints. Uh I think he's going to be the reason they let Von Bell walk. Oh, yeah, I think and, I think Von Bell's going to end up walking. I let him walk yeah, in I, my Madden franchise. That's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> because I, I had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. <laughs> I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be the reason that the real-life Saints let Von Bell walk. Uh, I think he could do everything Von Bell can do, at, but be more productive on the ball. And so I think that's going to lead to the end of the Von Bell era in uh new orleans um and the saints have patrick robinson playing slot corner um who is made of glass and probably going to get hurt at some point throughout the season and then uh chauncey gardner johnson can step in and play that too if he's not already hurt i mean he got hurt i didn't know if you I, I heard some i heard the last i heard about it he was okay i meant since we just started speaking about him if he hasn't gotten hurt yet. oh yeah he got hurt in the last he got hurt in the last preseason game um, but I think he's I think he's gonna be playing. Um, and I think that does it for our episode. Um, yeah, football season's finally here, so we can actually start talking about football and watching football. Um, and if you want to see our thoughts about the games, 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can follow Brandon on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can follow uh, the site and podcast on Twitter at Whole Nine Sports. Um, come interact with us. Say something. We're going to be talking about football twenty four seven until February and until the. I it's kind of a full year thing because you know we obviously love the draft a lot. Um, and then uh, please leave the podcast a review on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Tell your friends and loved ones about us. Uh, even if they don't like football, go to their phone, steal their phone, download the podcast, leave it a rating um, because we deserve it, you know? And uh, yeah, that's about it for the episode. Bye.